0: bernie live welcome to bob bernie live it is a friday can you believe it we've made it to friday already and uh <laughs> what what happened to summer well, it went away quickly didn't it crisp cool almost chilly uh, i am delighted however to be inside, on this side of the microphone, knowing that you are on the other side of the microphone. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. And uh, let me just give you a reminder, if you are a regular listener for any length of time, and to you that are new to the audience— Well, this is news. Uh, WRFD is uh, on our AM signal. We have two signals. We have 880 on the AM dial and 104.5 on the FM dial. All right. Our 880 signal is our big signal. I refer to uh, our FM, those of you who listen on 104.5. That's like our little sister. All right. And I don't mean that in a derogatory manner. I am thrilled for our FM listeners. Anyway, uh, AM 880 is the big brother, but AM 880 is a daytime-only station. And I won't go through this many times. I I don't want to waste the time. And again, those of you who have been listening for quite a while, you know the drill. Uh, Way, way back in World War II, the federal government, Passed some rules, regulations designating certain stations in America as clear channel stations. Has nothing to do with the company that I think now is defunct. Uh, they were for national emergencies, and it meant that in the evening, no radio station within so many hundreds of miles could share that same frequency with the big station, the clear channel station. Uh, Now, that rule, that regulation, has no value today whatsoever. None. Nothing. So it is meaningless, it is useless, but it is still in effect. Well, we share frequency with WCBS in New York City. They are a clear channel station and have been since the World War II days, which means at sunset we have to go off the air so that they can, well, they can be in control of the airwaves. Again, it's, a, it's a, an antiquated, outdated, useless rule, uh, but the big stations have a lot of money behind them, and every time there has been an, an effort to overrule it, mm, doesn't work. So it means that WRFD is designated as a daytimer. Uh, we uh, sign on at sunrise, we sign off at sunset. So sign on and sign off changes every month. In the middle of the summer, you know, we're on till 9 p.m. in the evening or whatever. But in November and December, and that's coming up very quickly, WRFD AM 880 has to sign off at 5 p.m. Yep, I lose the full last hour of my program every November, every December, and it's been that way for years. Now, those of you who listen on uh, 104.5 FM, you don't have to worry. It's 24 hours. But those of you who listen on AM 880, uh, you're going to lose us uh, at 5 o'clock in November and December. So it's coming up quick. However, you can switch over to 104.5 FM if you live close in Columbus. Uh, If you don't and you can't get our FM signal and stream it. Download the app, the uh, WRFD app. It's really easy to find, whether you're using an Apple device or an Android device. Just download our app, and you can stream with one touch, one button. Uh, on your computer, just go to the wordcolumbus.com and look for the little Listen Live tab, and you click on that, and you can stream, and you don't miss a thing. So anyway, I just wanted to warn you. I try to do it every year. So, uh, uh in november you uh you listen on AM 880 and it's 5:15 and you click on you're probably going to get a traffic report from the Holland tunnel yeah <laughs> it's going to you're going to get news out of new york you'll get WCBS so anyway i try to warn everybody every year because it's it's coming up faster than any of us uh, realize las vegas tragic thing A man went on a stabbing uh, spree, Uh, and when all was said and done, eight people were stabbed. Two people have died so far. Uh, Some of those others are in critical condition. It it is possible that the death toll could rise. Uh, As of a couple of hours ago, the uh, suspect has not been apprehended. He was described as an Hispanic man in his 30s, quote, who does not appear to be a local resident. Not sure what that means. Not sure what that means. But uh, anyway, um, witnesses said the suspect used a large kitchen knife. uh I'll continue to say it. And by the way, this attack is going to get very little attention. Because it wasn't a gun. It wasn't a gun. It was a knife. So uh, the story will get very, very little attention. But it reminds all of us that it's a heart issue. It's not the weapon. Knives do not stab people by themselves. Somebody has to be holding it. Guns do not shoot people by themselves. They have to be held by someone. The emphasis should be on the individual. Why? What motivated them? What is the reason behind it? Is it a mental illness issue? And it very well could be. Or, you know, whatever. But the news media and politicians who are craving power and influence, will always hone in on the weapon, not the person holding the weapon. Uh, Big news yesterday, uh, fulfilling a campaign promise, which, and I don't mean to say this the way it will probably come across, uh, President Biden has kept very few of his campaign promises, unlike Donald Trump. It's one of the reasons why so many people hated Trump. He kept his promises. He did what he said he would do. And people hated him for it. And maybe that's why so many people like President Biden. He hasn't kept hardly any of his promises. One of his promises was that he would uh, grant pardons to those who were uh, convicted of federal offenses of simple possession of marijuana. He made that statement yesterday yesterday. Uh, It's interesting that this action was taken just before an election. Because, again, this is by executive order. He could have done this the second day he was in office. But he waited until just before the election. And, quote, senior administration officials told reporters Thursday, yesterday, that more than 6,000 people with prior federal convictions for simple possession of marijuana and thousands of others convicted under Washington, D.C. law will benefit, although, quote, there are currently no people currently in federal prisons for simple possession of marijuana. So it will clear their legal record, but there is not a single person in prison for possession of marijuana uh, so it's a photo op uh, I don't know how I feel about it uh, I am absolutely opposed to marijuana I am absolutely opposed to the legalization of marijuana I've made myself very clear on that uh, but putting people in prison because they simply possess it I don't know that that's the answer. I think we should go after the dealers. I really do. I think we should go after the dealers, not the possessors. But what do I know? Quick break. We'll return. Bob Bernie Live. Looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. I wanted to ask the question, what were they thinking? But I know what they were thinking. What am I talking about? Washington, D.C. City Council. Oh, guess what? They're uh, they're all Democrats. Thirteen of them. Uh huh. How many of them Democrats? Thirteen. All uh, yep. Yeah, all of them. Uh, they just voted to approve a plan that would allow foreign nationals, including illegal aliens, to vote in local elections. Now I'm sure they would have loved to uh, pass an ordinance that would allow. Illegal aliens to vote in federal elections, but they can't do that. But they voted to allow foreign nationals, including illegal aliens, to vote in local elections. That was Tuesday of this week. Uh, Let me read from the story. On Tuesday, the D.C. City Council voted 12 to 1 to advance a bill that will allow foreign nationals, regardless of if they have visas or are illegally in the United States to vote in local elections such as school board races and mayoral elections. D.C. Council Member Charles Allen said, and I quote, our immigrant neighbors of all statuses participate, contribute, and care about our community and in our city." They, like all D.C. residents, deserve a right to have a say in their government. Really? Yep. Yeah. Uh, it was 12 to 1. The only council member to vote against it was Councilwoman Mary Che, C-H-E-H. Che Cheh? I don't know. She's a Democrat also. Uh, she says that she would have supported it if it simply would have included a 30-day residency requirement. That was all. So when I read that, I thought, you mean there is not even a 30-day residency requirement? No. In fact, listen to this. Listen to this. This Democrat councilwoman who voted against it, by the way, she was the only one to vote against it, She asked this question, and I quote, I asked this question of the committee as a whole. Could someone who took the bus from Texas or was put on the bus from Texas or wherever and dropped off at the vice president's property and then remained in the District of Columbia for 30 days and was 18 years old, could that person then vote in our local elections? And the answer was no. Yes. In fact, they wouldn't even have to be there for 30 days. So get this, the insanity. So this is hypothetical, and yet the way things are going, it's it's not terribly hypothetical. So you have a busload of illegal immigrants coming up from Texas, And let's say they're from Venezuela, because most of these people are not from Mexico anymore. And they're not even mostly from Central America. Now they're from South America and other places. So let's just say, for sake of argument, you got a busload of Venezuelans. Not one of them speak English. They've come into America illegally. They have broken the laws of America. They're put on a bus by the governor of Texas and sent to Washington, D.C. They get off the bus in Washington, D.C., and they're escorted to a nice hotel. The very next day is Election Day. They haven't even been in the Washington, D.C. area 24 hours. Under this new law in Washington, D.C., Could they go to a polling station and vote? They don't speak English. They know nothing about local politics. They know nothing about the candidates. They know nothing about the issues. But somebody says, hey, I'll give you a ride down to the polling station, and you can vote. And I'll tell you who to vote for. See? And so they pile into a car or a van or whatever— And they go down to a local polling station and the very, very nice person who gives them a ride says, hey, when you get in there, here's who you're supposed to vote for. And by the way, they will give you a ballot in your own language. Could that happen in Washington, D.C.? And the answer is yes. Now, you tell me if that's nuts or not.